Voice activation required. Thor. Access denied. Uh, God of Thunder. Denied. Strongest Avenger. Denied. Let me try. Banner. Welcome, Strongest Avenger. Oh, uh, what? The Goddess of Death destroyed your hammer like a piece of glass. Kneel before your queen. The entire universe is in chaos. I'm putting together a team to stop her. I'm made of rocks. You don't need to be afraid unless you're made of scissors. I want to be on the team. Has it got a name? The re re Revengers. Revengers? Because I'm getting revenge. You're getting revenge. You want revenge? I'm undecided. Want to see what true power really looks like? Can't defeat me. Shall we? After you. Thor Ragnarok. Biggest muscle in the body. I've got lots of muscles, so technically more brains. Pretty PG 13. Now playing everywhere. Welcome, everybody, to Midnight Movies. I'm one of your co-hosts, Kane. Thanks very much for showing up as we continue our Marvel Cinematic Universe run. And we've reached, yes, 10th movie. Ten, I can't believe we've done 10. But of course, I never do it alone. I'm here with Mike. How you doing, sir? Good evening. Hello, hello, governor. Hello, friend. How you doing? See you again. Uh, I was just talking to the audience, merely saying that um, we're up to the point of month number 10. Yeah, and I think this, I think this ranks up there. Where I think you and I have been the most excited about this one particular I think I think when we were doing the list in January, this was one of the ones that we were like, "Yeah, it's it's got to happen." It was just a matter of uh, the placing and when we were going to do it. And because um, uh, when we were doing the list, we were actually kind of shocked that we were doing all three Thor movies. I think that was the biggest shocking thing that uh, was in the list when we did it. But um, this is probably probably right up there is one of my favorites, probably in, in MCU history to me. Um, thoughts. Uh, yeah, it is. I mean, it's because it was something refreshing where that where you could actually see uh, where Tycho could do something and take what we thought was a very dry and and like you used to say about your brother, you know, reading Thor, you know, very, very Shakespearean in, in his speaking and very, you know, always Asgardian and, and stoic. And this took that away and it, and it gave us a, a different Thor that we all loved to see. Yeah, the V vows are all gone. Um, the color, the color palette oh, of the movie is one of the yeah. biggest things that's probably noticeable. I mean, you, if you could tell the first two Thor movies as far as like a color palette went, very dull, very mundane. This one is very bright, very, um, you know, as we would say in the asylum, big fans of Jack Kirby, as we both are, you know, very bright, very Kirby-esque. And uh, I think this is one of the movies that actually captured the Kirby-isms in this film and um you know i can't wait to actually sit down watch it and talk about all the, all the happy goodness that we're going to see in this film and before we get started a little bit of trivia guys this actually is today is the 16th that we're doing this october 16th this movie was actually released october 10th 2017 so we're three years and six days after the premiere not the release but the actual premiere at el capitan theater in los angeles uh so yeah it, this is probably the newest one and probably the closest to an anniversary showing that we've probably ever done oh wow that's i didn't even know that 
That's shocking. Yeah, I, I didn't I, even do that. Uh, we, we didn't even do that as, you know. No, not on purpose. Yeah, I just, I just happened to be looking over the dates and I saw that it was at the El Capitan. El Capitan was, when I lived in LA, it was the place that they played Disney movies all the time. And it's one of those old school two-tiered theaters, um, beautiful exterior. Uh, and, and if there was no Disney movie out, because when I was out there, it was the mid-90s. Not a lot of movies coming out for Disney to be filling up the theater all the time. They would play classic Disney theater, you know, movies. So you could go into the theater and see Cinderella again. You could go in and see Snow White or, you know, The Fox and the Hound. So it, that was always one of those little treats. If I had a, you know, a little bit extra money, I wanted to go sit in a, you know, a balcony-style theater and uh, watch Disney. And that's uh, that, that is the El Capitan. So if you guys get a chance... Check that out in uh, Los Angeles. Seems like a long time ago when people gather to actually watch a movie in the theater. No, we still do it. I don't know what you're talking about. I still go. Uh, I just do it protective. Well, around in my hood, they actually closed the uh, local Regal down, which is a sad, sad thing. Don't you have an AMC by you? Uh, It's it's a little bit down the road. It's like 10, 15 minutes for me. Oh, okay. Okay. So, I mean, there's some ones, but the local one that's literally like five minutes away, right. they close yeah, the Regal. Yeah, the Regal. So. Yeah, the Regals have all shut down. So, all right. Well, you could, could time to move over to AMC. Get your club's membership. So I think I'll have to do that because, um, you know, no recall. Um, yep. But enough chit-chat, so um, let's get this underway. All right. As we said, this is the 10th movie in our um, Infinity series. It's all interconnecting, and it's all our favorites. So as always, guys, we do the countdown from three, two, one, and play. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this is the last time you're going to see this opening. Didn't we do one already where it was Stan, if I remember correctly? Mm, or no, we haven't gotten. To no, that one we yet, haven't no. gone there yet. Okay, this is the new. This is the new opening right now. Yeah, I this, think. this is the new opening. But I know they did one just after Stan's passing. Uh, that it was all no. Stan no, no. in the flip, and I thought we'd already done a movie that. Oh, no, you know what it was? Yeah. I take that back. I was rewatching uh, uh, Captain Marvel, and that one has Stan in the flips. Predominantly. Mm. I haven't seen Captain Marvel since the first time. Yeah, so. you said you've only seen it the one time. But yeah. I, I'm shocked you've actually seen it again. I, I, because I'm one of those ones. I will I will say something about a movie or even a food or something. And I'm like, you know what? Let me retry it. I might have been the mood I was in. It could have just been a million different things that put me in that kind of mood to not like it. So I'm always going to give something a second or third try. That's something I'm... Mm. You know, I will definitely always do. I think that comes from my mother. She used to make me uh, try all sorts of different foods. And so. <laughs> I do I do like the, the the monologue here kind of to him. You see, feel like he's talking to himself, but he's trying to catch you up at the same time. Cause yeah, we, cause he's, yeah, he's we basically don't... letting the audience know that, hey, this is what I've been up to for the last couple of years since he's told me in. Um, uh Age of Ultron, I think, was the last time we saw him. Uh, no, um, Doctor Strange. He was in there. Oh, that's right. Okay, he was the... Toward, towards the end. Which, don't forget, folks, from our watch-along on that one, the end credits to that movie will show up in here. Yeah. Which I like. I thought that was a very a very cool nod that they were like, hey, you know what? Here's I'm a like, cool shot. Surter. I kind of like the, I mean, I like the way they used him in this film. I mean, being a big, you know, fan of the Ragnarok series, I wish there was a little bit more, 
but you know, for what I got out of it, it's not bad. Well, again, it's it's typical, you know, Feige and in, in MCU. They he has a toy box. He's going to play with things and play with them the way he chooses to. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get Civil War, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to get, and we're not going to get the Ragnarok that we thought. Oh man, we're going to get Ragnarok. Oh, no, we got his Ragnarok. That's why I always t- tell a lot of folks that are like, you know, the MCU, they're like, oh, I love Marvel, I love Marvel. I go, just delve into the books. Check some of the books out because what you see here is a, a, just a brushing, uh, you know, a slight brushing of what the true stories are. Uh, that was uh, somebody I, I'd like to watch. He always makes a reference to books being made into movies, and he always refers, yeah, watch the movies because the movies are always going to be great, but consider the books the director's cut of the movie. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I look at the Mar- you know, Marvel you know, is introducing a new wider audience into that world. Now, just open up the comic book, and that's now your director's cut of the movie. Yeah. It's like uh, the movies are the cliff notes. Yeah. And if you want the actual thing, go to the comic books, and you'll get the whole story. Clancy Brown. In the MCU, the voice of Surtur. Well, you've had you've had pretty much everybody in here, so might as well throw Clancy. Yeah, in. Might as well get Clancy because Clancy's have been in freaking everything. Yep. Man, I still love him as Lex Luthor in the Superman animated series. Yeah, he always he, he, he was he just so had de- good. deadpan voice and almost like a you know well, yeah you you beat me this time, but I'm coming back around. I think they brought him back for a couple of animated movies as well. Although I'm not sure about that. I believe so. Uh, he, I'm not sure he's been back for a few things. I mean, he's just you know classic on everything he does. A little bit older now. Not doing that much stuff, but well, most people forget that he was he was um um oh god, what was it? Uh, Darth Maul's brother in the Clone Wars. Oh yeah, that's right. The one that um, Palpatine killed. Yeah. So, yeah Spoiler. Sorry guys, yeah. if you haven't seen it, but yeah. he dies. <laughs> that's the one thing they added like yes it's a series of a situation but you know what I'm gonna make a joke about it that's why it was a complete departure from the first two Thor films which I liked but this one was just you know we've always said fun this is really fun yeah well the, the, after I watched this I, I was like yeah definitely they uh, somebody somebody watched uh, Guardians because this is mm-hmm. this wasn't too far after Guardians came out, and and I think they, a lot of people saw how an unknown product with a little humor into and it like blew up big. So I'm pretty sure Tycho Yo took a took a few notes from that. Of course, any set piece with uh, Led Zeppelin in it. Yeah, that this is what this is probably one of the first albums I think in a long, long time. You and I always have that conversation about soundtracks making a movie and that, and that we no longer get those great soundtracks to movies. Mm-hmm. I think this one was one of those just because. Oh, it was yeah. Simple. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I know some people at work who uh, are a little bit younger than I am. They were like, you know, uh, I'm playing this song like from what? Oh, from the Thor movie. And they put they're playing uh, Zeppelin. I'm like, you know how old that song is. Yeah, you, just, you just want to pat him on the head. Oh, yeah. Isn't that cute? Like, a Thor movie. Come here. Let me let me introduce you to this box. Let me introduce set. you to Zeppelin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hand him the box set and just go 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 away. Come back. Come back away. Come back in about uh you know a yeah. month or so. T- take this little baggie with you. Just, just Yeah. 
So most people, a lot of people don't realize this is the first movie uh, uh, Taika Waititi directed that he did not write. Uh, who wrote it? Uh, this one was... Doo, 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 uh, this was uh, Eric Pearson, Craig Kyle, and Christopher L. Yost. But this is, yeah, this is the first movie that uh, Taiko uh, w- did not write on. Hmm. Uh, for uh, Eric Pearson, uh, of course, Thor Ragnarok. But um, he's mostly known for, like, he's got uh, up his up-and-coming movies. Really, I mean, he's uh, for Black Widow, Godzilla vs. Kong. Um, he was a lot of uncredited in, in, a, in a lot of the early MCU, but yeah, he doesn't have much of a. This is a probably his first big one. Hmm. Check these other guys out. I wonder if he was like a writer in some other movies, like a assistant writer. Oh, the other writer, uh, Craig, uh, Craig Kyle. He was. Uh, he was. He's been. Uh, the only movies he's done theatrically was the uh, all the Thor movies, um, and he's been a big part of the animated world, direct video and television. So he's definitely got his. Made his bones in uh, the comic book world. Another cool shot. What a way to open a film, by the way. With a cold opening. We haven't even seen the, the, the credit scenes or anything. <laughs> and they got Carl Urban to be in this film. Yeah, I was happy when I saw him as the uh, that he would be in here. It's crazy. You look at this role and his role in the boys as the butcher. I mean, just two completely different characters. Range, man, he's got range. Oh, just think about it. Before he was doing this, he was he was Bones. Yeah, yeah, and, and <laughs> and did Star a good Trek. job too. Yeah, amazing job as Bones. And now, there we go. Thor Ragnarok. I believe the soundtrack to this movie or the uh, the score was done by um, I think Mark Mothersbaugh. He scored this whole film. If you guys don't know who Mark Mothersbaugh is, he's uh, one of the members of Devo. You know, whip it up. I think he's one of the guitar players. <laughs> Actually, he was uh, he was the lead singer and a uh, keyboardist for Devo. Okay, okay. But he, I mean, I'm sure he plays guitar because he's a multi instrument. It's it's weird seeing Carl as kind of the comic relief, but that shot, Thor flying. So there's another movie that uh, that Taika was talking about when he was his inspiration for doing this movie, and something he wanted to emulate. There's another movie that we've actually already done. In, in, oh, the, in the midnight God. movies, and it's probably one of our favorite '80s movies that we've done. Yeah, Flash Gordon. No, no, not no. at all. Nope. 
He specifically mentions Big Trouble in Little China as a movie that he tried to emulate, not Flash Gordon. Hmm. There we go with much, some surprise how cameos. Much they, how much did they pay Matt Damon to be in this film? Probably like nothing. Ten... Are you kidding me? Matt Damon's like, yeah, let put me, throw me in a, mo- throw me in a, in a Marvel movie. Hell yeah, I'll do it for free. Because <laughs> you, you have Matt, you have, uh, you have Is another, you have another Hemsworth there. Yeah, it's a Luke Hemsworth, I think. I believe so. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> Look at it, they even got Sam Neill to show up. That Jurassic Park one, he's running out, man. He's got to show up. He's supposed to be in the new one, too. Whenever that I think, comes I think out. they I think they all are, actually. I think they all signed up. Oh, really? All the old ones? Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that oh, shit. I just love the way Anthony Hopkins does this. It's so un-Anthony Hopkins-like. He must have been studying like Tom Hiddleston for a little bit, or vice versa. It's, it's Anthony. I don't think he's got to do much studying. I know. I'm just <laughs> saying, but he, he, it's just not him. It's just so... Well, maybe it is. That's the thing. Well, all we know is what he is on the screen. We don't know who he is off screen. This could be him. They, he might be just playing himself. Yeah, maybe. Playing all crazy. Maybe, maybe he hangs out at a pub. Wouldn't that be nuts if he just hangs out at, hang out at a pub like all the time? British gentleman. Come Sitting on, there man. talking about his roles. You know, that one time I was on Silence of the Lambs. Pour me another shot, bartender. <laughs> now, if you guys don't remember, I'll catch you up to speed. You know, if you haven't watched, you know, check out our archives for uh, Dark World. That's actually Loki. Not Odin. If you didn't watch the uh, post credits, I think it was a post credit scene. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Now this scene right here is cut directly from uh, from Walter uh, Simonson's Thor comic st- story, uh, where <laughs> Thor realized Loki had put him under a love spell, and this is the way to to break. Is that it. the one where he turned to a toad? No, that's a different story. That's okay. A, but no, this that was ripped. That that scene in that moment where he throws the hammer and then just holds his head that was ripped straight from the comic books <laughs> look at look at loki's costume even even that costume's brighter like the overall aesthetic of the movie just brighter more cheery i mean it'll get dark but 
Now the now the frog story you're talking about that was from the same writer though. That's probably what you're thinking. Yeah, that's probably. Is like, it's from the same writer that did that story, but I don't think it was part of the same same uh, story. Because I think that story had like a th- throg, the the frog of thunder or something. Yeah, like that. Was, it was. They actually did that storyline in uh, Avengers. Is it Assemble or Unlimited? Well, they turn him into a frog. Here's another good throwback for you comic book fans. Uh, the, he's uh, turned uh, Molnir into a umbrella, but uh, during in the comic books, his uh, his mortal uh, Thor's mortal form was Doctor Donald Blake, but that, it was a walking stick instead. But mm-hmm. in this, so it's still a good kind of a good nod. I know when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, hey, look at that." I wonder how powerful Doctor Strange is at this point. He must be the Sorcerer Supreme by yeah, now. He already is, yeah, because he's already he's he's watching over the the New York. This is after. This is after Doctor Strange. I'm just saying, like you know, to do that to Loki, it's it's pretty impressive. Just opening up a hole in the floor, you know. It's not, oh, okay. It's not like pulling out a rabbit out of a hat or something. I mean, all right. Well, just saying, still impressive. I mean, Loki doesn't get caught off like that. I like how he has the yellow gloves that goes back to the comics as well. Nice little touch. I was watching an episode of uh, Spider-Man Unlimited, and they had an episode where they go to Doctor Strange's house. And the various rooms that he goes into, like, don't touch that, don't touch that. Oh, don't go in there. And uh, I think Peter opens one of the rooms and it's like a wormhole. And the other room is like, you know, ghosts are hanging out. It just, I like the way they do it in this. I mean, not as many rooms, but you're still flipping back and forth. Showing how weird the Sanctum Sanctorum is. Even that. There you go. Should recognize this scene. Same scene that was ripped from Doctor Strange. So something that was kind of interesting, uh, Tycho to like kind of to get into doing Thor or into into the Marvel universe, he sent a uh, like a, a burner reel kind of just like clips of like different movies and what he would basically what he did is he took clips from other movies and, and spiced it into what his thought and idea would be to make a Thor movie, mm-hmm. and he just just for shits and giggles he threw in the immigrant song, and that was one of the things that kind of helped him get his foot into the door with MCU. Hmm. I know that. Made his own little spin reel. Put Zeppelin on there. Huh, I wonder I mean, how it's... much it cost to get that song to play in this film. Yeah, I don't. I know there was talk on here about it, but 
I didn't say so they just said it was pricey. They didn't say how much. I'm sure it is. Reason I bring that up is the other day I was watching an, an old episode of, um, believe it or not, WCW Nitro, and um, Hogan was coming out to the uh, the Jimi Hendrix song, and I'm thinking, you know, back then I wonder how much they paid to actually use that song. Oh well, back then they they had a big Man, bank account. That that had to be expensive. Ah. I think this is probably one of the uh, no, a a better movie to to showcase Tom Hiddleston's yeah acting chops as well. Goodbye. <laughs> bye bye. And we see Odin here. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins almost didn't do this. He he almost didn't do the movie. He couldn't. was there a scheduling issue? No, no. He just thought, you know, I'm, I'm I've done my part. I've done it until he read the script, and then he saw kind of the, I guess the send off to say, hey, you know, okay, yeah, I, I have done this movie, you know, three times, you know, th- you know, two movies already, but I think it was the send off to show that, you know, yeah, you needed the send off. I mean, you didn't think you 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 would have seen him going forward. No, but I, I, but he, I, it was once he read the script about how this was supposed to be done. Now, this scene, actually, if you guys dig on YouTube, you will find this scene done in an alleyway as well. Yep, there was a deleted scene that they, uh, they changed. Did you ever hear the theories of why Thanos attacked the one he did and when he did? It's on his way. They, who's on? Well, besides Thanos, that, duh. They said one of the main reasons that he started his attack when he did is that basically Odin died and he was like the one of the last living people that actually could, you know, defeat him. Mm-hmm. And so when he passed away, he basically felt his life essence leave. And he's like, okay, you know what? You know, the last obstacle is gone. So now I can begin my hunt for the Infinity Stones. Just theory. I mean, it's interesting. I don't believe it. I mean, that would make sense. And it's one of those moments where you're like, you know, they should have said something. Yeah, that would have made more sense to, yeah. you know, that he was afraid of, of you know, the Asgard, especially Odin. Yeah, like a, like a small little throwaway line, especially like when we see, I can't wait till we get to Infinity War, oh, um, December kids. But like even when they're on the ship, he could have been like, you know what? When your father passed, I knew it was time. Just like a, a line like that, or just something at the end of this one where he, you know, he's sitting back on his throne. Oh, he's gone. It's my time now. I mean, just Ooh, just simply, just, just, just it doesn't better. have to be overly dramatic or a big long. Just hey, he's gone now. It's my time, and he just gets that stupid, you know, grimace smile on there and, and grimace. <laughs> Sorry, the first couple of ones it looked it was it was crazy. It did look like Grimace. It did. As much of a badass as he turned into, yeah, it definitely uh, had that feel. Did have that grimace smile. But yeah, if you guys do find that that clip on uh, YouTube, it's an it's an interesting take on the I mean this whole scene here, even up to when uh Hollow shows up, it's all 
in an alley. Yeah, it's yeah, not it's even all on. Yeah, like she she forms out of a wall or something. I mean, this is more theatrical, more beautiful. Yeah, you know, because of because of where it is, you know, and and this will lead into uh, Endgame because this is yep. where we yeah, see. Yeah, basically, uh, I think this is. They don't exactly say it, but I believe this is where they showed up. The uh, the the Asgard, Asgardians decided to make home. Yeah. New, New Asgard, I believe, is what they called it. Yeah, that's that's basically the foundation. New Asgard, right there. And we're gonna see Thor lose his shit right now. I guess we blames. There's also another theory I want to run by you real quick. They say this scene right here, basically, when you know whatever is gonna happen is gonna happen. Oh, we're there. You can see yeah. it. I mean, okay, so basically, so. when they get their ass kicked, right? Yeah. Right, and they're basically, you know, everything happens, and you know, they get flung out. Somebody was said that basically this is the scene of like the old Thor movies dying, and when they go back to uh, Escar, I believe the planet's called. That's basically when Taika's movie begins. I could kind of see that because everything's a little bit looser. I mean, yeah, uh, not really. We've dad, been, it's dad. been there's been more humor. I think I wouldn't. Yeah, I, wouldn't I know. I'm just that. saying, as, a, as the overall, like, look at like we still have the dark, mundane, look at dark, cloudy things going on. We go to Scar; it's more brighter, and even now, Hella. I mean, she's the goddess of dead, and I get that. But again, another interesting theory. Yeah. Now, something. Uh... Kevin Feige and MCU did. They definitely changed the 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 history of of Hela. Oh yeah. Uh, in Norse mythology and in the Marvel comic books, Loki is actually her father. Not yeah. not not uh not Odin. So it was a little twist. I'll I don't know. I think it would have been kind of cool if if they did that to show that Loki had a connection, a blood connection somewhere, and his offspring was a hell of a lot worse than he was. Yeah. I'll tell you when she broke that hammer in that trailer, I was like, oh, it was kind of like that old crap moment. Now, I would say, yeah, here at that moment when the hammer breaks. This is the cool thing that she actually can travel on the Rainbow Bridge. Well, she probably just stepped forward into it. I mean, she is Asgardian anyways. True. She blocks all that, throws a knife. He's out of the way. I love how they kept the headdress, though. Now, here's a part that I think Mike would like to discuss. Because he's talked about it for a while now. And now we're finally here. What's that? The treatment of the Warriors 3. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's just a waste of just great characters. I mean, yes, you want to get rid of them. She could have done something, tossed them to the, to the Rainbow Bridge, whatever. But to just treat them like. Just like afterthoughts. Yeah, there's complete afterthoughts. And what was the other one? Uh, Lady Sif was not there. No, not not Sif. The other one. Oh, the, he's uh, he's the, a, he's not. He wasn't there at the 
Oh, the he room. stayed he's, on his plane. Yeah. Okay. No, no, okay. no. You'll just... see. You'll see him at the. Uh, oh, you'll... that's right. On the in the square circle. Yeah, he's in the square. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, no. Yeah, the other two just like just get treated like afterthoughts, like just just like it. it's so strange that you know these guys were such big parts. Thor one very big. Thor two, you know, quite big as well. Especially during the just, escape scene. Just what they are. I mean, they are the they're the badasses. They're the elite of the elite. I understand they're trying to show her power, but they could have done something without killing killing them off. At least a better death. At least give them a, a fighting chance. Yeah, they didn't even get a chance to swing. I mean, it just was like really. It just yeah. Just... Lady Sif is supposedly off on a mission. That's why she's not there. Uh, but in all in actuality, um, the, the actress, she was actually uh, filming, um, uh, what was it? Blind Bl- Spot. Blind Spot, yeah. She was, I think it was the first season. So she couldn't get away for that. But they, Kevin says, yeah, no, she's just off doing her, her own mission at this point. Jamie Alexander, man. I wonder if they'll actually bring her back in future movies. Who knows? I mean, a good little... I mean, if the Thor doesn't have much left, maybe maybe she'll be because she is a big part of Jane Foster's Thor. Just so I mean, so you guys know she she she. And is we all know big. that's one of Mike's favorite comic runs. So yes, it is. <laughs> but she is a big part. She actually becomes a Valkyrie, and is sort of like there to help Jane Foster out and explain you know kind of explain you know, guide her on her way. So maybe she will come back if they are trying to do that full female empowerment uh, in the MCU and doing that with, you know, love and thunder, maybe bringing her back, having another strong female character. I'd be okay with seeing her come back. I just, like I said, I'm just not a, not a fan of the comic book run, but we know what Kevin does and what the MCU MCU does. They, they pick what they want to take out of that story. So hopefully, and you're going to, I hate saying it, but it's your saying, you know, Kevin and Feige, we trust, hopefully he'll pick the best parts of it. And and uh, you know do it and just not not beat us up across the bow with a uh, you know well, girl power. I think the, I thought they did it best. I, I meant to talk to you about this when we were talking in the green room uh, about um, the boys, like that that last ten minutes where we see the girls gang up and oh, they have their freaking great. awesome moment. I'm like, that's what you want. You, it's not about you know being empowering and doing no. It's they're there to they just there to beat beat the crap out of somebody and not even do it pretty. Just beat the just stomp a mud hole in the I ass. I was basically. just waiting for Queen Maeve to actually do something. That's what yeah. I was waiting for. And That's when she actually I, did yeah. it, I was like, oh man! She actually showed it off. Yeah. In the scene with Black Norm where she got him in a chokehold, like why is she afraid of Homelander if she got Norm in a chokehold? And then she showed why, and then yeah. you know but, oh, but, but, but the boys is so good. If you guys haven't watched the boys yet, please yeah, watch two. it. Yeah, First definitely. two seasons, I think yeah. there's 16 episodes total. Just pure good. <laughs> that, that's going to be me on Saturday night. Um, yeah. When I watch the thing, here's one of the characters that when I heard was going to get introduced, I was like, oh man. Like another female character. Now, this one I was okay because I knew the but history th- of Valkyrie. Exactly. I was like, and then when I watched, I was like, like this first scene, I was hooked. I was like, oh, okay, I'm in. Yeah. Well, once I knew, found out who it was, because I, I loved her in uh, Creed when she was in Creed. I think that was the first movie I actually got a chance to see her in. Where she's the uh, deaf, yeah, yeah, she's the deaf singer. Yeah, I think yeah, that was the first one I got. I didn't see any of her other movies. I mean, she and she's got a big career beforehand too. But Creed was the first time I got a chance to see her when I knew she was going to be doing this. I was like, oh yeah. 
because there were certain parts in that in Creed that you could just see what she what her what she would be able to do. Mm. But this one, she just gets to be a badass. Oops. I just I find it amusing through the whole movie that the God of Thunder gets taken out by a little shock. Yeah, a little shock. <laughs> it's yeah. It's like, come on, do something about it. There's yeah, that that's silly. <laughs> come on. But I get it. Now correct me if I'm wrong, Scar or Skahar. I believe it's pronounced. I'm not sure. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Is Scar a Marvel character as well as a, or is it just a planet or it's not a character? As far as I know, it was just the name of the planet. I thought it was a character named Scar as well. There may be another character named Scar in Marvel. I mean, there's there's a lot of characters in there. I mean, we're talking, you know, seventy plus years of of you know of history. That's amazing. Now, Sakar. Now, it's a car. Now, Sakar is. I mean, it's. They do take a lot from. Beta Ray Bill. You guys didn't see it. Well, not no, not oh yeah, Beta Ray Bill's right there. But I mean, this is. A, it's primarily this is Planet Hulk. Yeah, yeah, you yes. know. And it's funny is is Tycho was not going to do Planet Hulk. They were going to do just have Thor on that planet. It wasn't going to be Hulk. Wasn't even going to be in this movie. Originally, I'm sure Feige was the one that's like, you got to put Hulk in the movie. Well, I'm pretty sure Feige was the original. I mean, you got to realize, you know, like you say, Feige probably pushes everything through first. And he was probably the one that was like, eh, we're no, we'll probably won't have Thor in there, but or Hulk in there. But I think just over the writing writing room, it changed. From what I gather, and basically this is all innuendo. I'm just basically stuff that I've read online because, you know, you can believe everything online. From what I read. Basically, what Feige does is basically, hey, you know what? You got to put this, this, and this, and this, and the rest of the movie is all yours. That's basically how he maps it out. You got to put like him here, him there, and th- that there, have that one scene, but you know, the rest of the movie is all you. Again, could be wrong. That's interesting because you, you're seeing the, uh, the, the Asgardian uh, Piazza here. This and uh, Sakar collectively were as big as two football fields. That's how big this, these sets were. These these were, yes, a lot of green screen going on in the background, but on the ground, a lot, very big sets. Where did they film this? Um, all down down uh, down under down under down under in Australia. Yeah, because you gotta you gotta realize. I mean, um, you had you had Chris, you had Tycho. I mean, he's he's from I think Tycho's uh, New Zealand. Uh, I think Tycho's New Zealand. But they, which is yeah. uh, as they what's as they said in the um, Comic Con panel, it was like enemy territory. <laughs> You got to watch that panel. It's pretty hysterical. And they, he actually had uh, in the areas that he was filming. And maybe this was in Australia. I'm trying to remember. Hold on now. I'm not. Let me see. You might be right. It could be Australia. I knew it was either New Zealand or Australia. Let's see. Man, Hella wipes everyone out. Yeah. This. Yeah. They're just showing her. Out, they're just basically showing everybody how complete badass she is now. I don't think the knife throwing is part of her gimmick in the comics, though. I think they just did that for the films, but I could be wrong again. Yeah, Australia, Queensland, Australia. 
Um, let's see if they ever did any shooting in New Zealand. I don't see anybody. Damn. So primarily, yeah, primarily Australia. But no, it was uh, Waitiki wanted to be sure to be uh, show respect to the local indigenous people while doing Ragnarok. So before film filming began, he had the local tribe perform a ceremonial dance to bless the production with some good luck. Hmm. Got to keep the the spirits away. Get the spirits happy. Well, at least he didn't go out like the other Warriors three. Yeah, he, he he went down trying to fight. Yeah. Bam. Oof. The worst death of all. Love this scene. Look at this. Beautifully shot as well. Basically, you're seeing underneath, I guess, uh, what would you call that area besides the Rainbow Bridge? The Sanctum area? I don't know what they call that. I don't know. I don't know if they have a name for it. This reminds me of Johnny Mnemonic, if you guys have ever seen that movie. Hit me. Another part of the early Keanu movies. I think he did that film after The Matrix or before? I'm not sure. Way before, way before. Was it way before? Johnny Mnemonic was like 90s, early to mid 90s, I believe. It was a strange movie where he basically basically plugged himself in. Are you sure it was not after The Matrix? No, no, it definitely was. Okay. I know. All right. Yeah, it's ninety five. It was ninety five. Yeah, like I said, it was okay. early, yeah, early to mid ninety five. It, it may it may have helped him get into the Matrix because of you know kind of the concept and everything that that might have been like you know something that helped him the precursor for it. But yeah, because that was was that him and Sandra Bullock in that one? Uh no, no, it was somebody else. Somebody else it was it Sandra? Oh, no, never mind. Dina, Dina Meyer. Never mind. Yeah, I, I know Dina. Dina Meyer. That's yeah. uh, Starship Troopers. Yep, yep, yep. And she also played uh, Barbara Gordon in that short-lived uh, Birds of Prey series, too. Yeah, we'll just stick to Starship Troopers, all right? <laughs> and, she was great in Starship Troopers. And, and Dragonheart. Was she in Dragonheart? Yeah, she was. The first one? Yep. She was the maiden? Yeah. And here oh. we go. The Probably one of Jeff Goldblum's best characters because I think it plays more to his, more to his personality. You know, I mean, I know it's, it's him turned up a little bit. If anybody's ever seen any, any interviews with him, or I think that there's on Disney now, the, the world according to Jeff. I haven't seen it. People said it's, it's good though. It is. It is. It's, but it's, it's him playing him being just this, a little bit of a neurotic New York Jew. Sorry. I mean, (laughs) all right now, but that's, I mean, that's the character he's playing. I can't, I can't, you can't call a stereotype when he's playing it himself. <laughs> no, no, you can't. You're right. Here's another illustration also. I think we've talked about when, we, when I talked about Thanos as compared wow, to animated so, to live I'm action. So, I'm so sorry, dude. I okay. just I just got a full crawl like flash. That white that white walls with those black armor troopers. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. Good, see, good. I just, I, it good just pull. hit me. It just good hit pull. me. I, wow. was like, I was like, holy crap, that's crawl. 
<laughs> well, go, you probably pulled from there too. Oh well, I, I don't know if they meant it. It's just like that. Just it's a nice little nod. I mean, I mean, it's something that only probably like you know you and I would notice. But yeah. that's good. No, what I was going to say is, <laughs> you know, what I, I talked about the animated version of Thanos as compared to the live action. Live action is clearly superior. Again, another illustration of this. Grandmaster in the animated series is very dry, mundane. Here he's fun, yet kind of terrifying. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> uh. And I believe Grandmaster is supposed to be a descendant of celestials i'm not sure i think he he's either is a celestial or descendant yeah i, I can't remember the exact uh, yeah, i can't remember off the top of my head because there's so many different different versions of that character out there you know your pardon <laughs> Have you met my older brother? No. I think you... No? Okay. No. Oh, wait. No, no. Yeah, I did. He came, he came up to the Winchester one night, didn't okay, he? Okay, yeah. Doesn't he look like a little bit like Je an older Jeff Goldblum? Well, yeah, because he, he had the soul patch, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. He's got the same haircut now. Again, this is old Taika. Yeah, see, it doesn't say if he is celestial or not. It just says that he's one of the oldest beings, uh, oldest one of the oldest living beings in the universe, coming from one of the first intelligent races to evolve. That's that's gotta be celestial. Yeah, it doesn't really say. It just says I mean, he, everything in the definition you just described yeah. is all celestial. Uh, he he did possess the mind gem one time. I think between him and uh, the collector, I think there's a lot of connection there. Well, they're brothers. I know that. Actually, one of the episodes I saw, and I'm going to bring up Ultimate or Spider-Man again, is a two-parter. It's between the collector and the Grandmaster. And basically, they're having a game of chess on Earth. And they're choosing like different heroes and villains to fight. And whoever wins, like basically, that's control the Earth or something. It's... It's actually really cool. I mean, I'm glad you turned me on to that series. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun series. I, I mean, you got to realize. I know you. It you, takes you liberties, hate, yes. You but hate it, you know. the, but it's a kids. It's for kids. It's not. It was. It's not written and drawn for us. I mean, you got to realize that we just enjoy because we just like that source material. Like the same thing with the with you know, I, I know you hate you hate the you know those Thanos characters and his voice, but oh, it's I not made. It. It's not made to be vi vi you know villainous like that. It's made for. It's made to for kids, so it's like it's gonna be a little cheesy. You just that's something we have to deal with, uh, for uh, you know, in the in the realm that we like to stuff we like to enjoy. It, mm. it really is still made for kids. Yeah, I know. That, that's why they, that's why they make these movies for us. Elders of the universe. That is what he is called. He is called one of the elders of the universe. An introduction to Cork. What a fun character. Yes, yeah. And the voice. I'm glad nice. they're going to bring him back. And uh, Meek as well. Oh, you got to, man. You have to, um, when you get a chance, watch. There's a, um, there's a Zoom call between Taika Waititi and um, oh, what's the girl that plays the Valkyrie again? Tessa Thompson. Yeah. 
right? And basically, when they're, they're basically it's Taika and he's in his house, he's cooking for his kids and all that stuff. And Tessa comes on and they like, oh, what are you doing? Blah blah blah. And basically, he's like, so what are you gonna do? Is, is uh, Meek and Core gonna be the next foot film? So basically, he goes and he shows like these concept drawings of Meek, basically because Meek is confirmed as a woman. And you see her like in a, in a business suit for females. I'm like, oh, okay. And you see like the new design for Korg and all that. I'm saying, like, okay. So they got stuff going on. I think they're going to start filming. Actually, I think they're filming pretty soon. Yeah, I think they are. A lot of places are because of overseas is cleared up a lot better than we have. So yeah, because we're dumb. A lot of a lot of other places are clearing out. So there is something interesting. I mean, if you know the game, the uh, game master from the comic books, he was blue skinned. And uh, they decided not to do that for one reason and for one reason only and primarily because of a movie Jeff Goldblum had already done. I'm going to hurt, you, I'm hurt your head on this one. Really bad. 1988. It's an old little gem called Earth Girls Are Easy. Oh, he played a blue-skinned yeah. alien. Isn't that with a young Jim Carrey? That is. Uh, I don't believe was Jim Carrey in there. I think, I think uh, not Carrie Ellsworth. Um Lone Gary Star, Elway. Lone Star. Uh, Lone Star. Oh, I forgot his name. Uh, I don't yeah, What's up, Bill Pullman? Play. Yeah, Bill Pullman. Yeah, I think he was in there. But yeah, that's the main reason they kind of decided against it because they thought there might draw some comparison to that. I think maybe Jim Carrey was in that. Gina Davis, Jeff Goldblum, which is where they met actually before they got yeah. married. Oh, uh, yeah, Jim Carrey was in there. Julie Brown. Not downtown Julie Brown, by the way. I was going to say, was it downtown Julie Brown? Nope. And Damon Waynes was in there. So, you guys, if you ever ever want to hurt hurt your brain and uh, enjoy an interesting movie. I want to know who the artist was who created that mural on top of another mural. Oh, you want to go, like, sue him or something? I mean, what's No, I'm not. Like, I'm clearly, I'm impressed because... You did this painting originally, and then like what? What did Odin like? Hey man, I cover the shit up real quick. Make another one. Yeah, bitch is gone, man. Let's let's change the shit up. This I like this one way better. More evil, but I'm evil, so I've done some things. This is great. I love the whole thing with the vault. Yeah, they kept that from the yeah. first Thor movie. Yeah, yeah, which I love. It's like they kept a lot of from the same the the Thor movies, but they like made it a little bit bigger and a little mm-hmm. bit bigger. Tesseract, Surtur, Eye of the Beholder in the background. I think. No, that's not the Eye. That's the Eternal Flame. There's actually a Marvel trivia game that I'm gonna buy. Maybe we'll play in a couple of weeks in a Zoom call that uh, one of the questions is name all the items in Thor's vault. That'd be an interesting one to do.
Yeah, so uh, Kate Blanche is actually wearing one of the uh, motion capture suits there. So it's, uh, it's in one of the interviews she said she said she got uh, confused in a in a few of the scenes because of of where things are supposed to be. Which, you know, when she was doing it, she thought, okay, well, if I do it this way, then that's where it will show up. But I guess she had to be very precise on uh, on where where they were, which I always kind of wondered about that. With like, do they just make a hand gesture and they just assume that that's where things are going to show up, or or do they have to say no? Your your hand needs to be at this angle at this point when uh, when we're doing it. Yeah, I still think this is probably some of the best scenes for for Tom, uh, especially between him and him and Chris. I, I think they they've had some good scenes, but I think in this movie they really they they push the their limits. <laughs> I don't think Meek was a character in the comics. I think that's something that was just created for the film. I don't remember. I mean, I'm remembering all the Planet Hulk because that's primarily where you see Korg. And I don't remember that because it was Korg and another, another, oh, is it Cro- Croane? I believe is what the, was the species name. And, um, but yeah, it's funny as so though this character, the Croane and, and Korg, have actually been around longer than Thor have. Thor, I think, debuted 1960, something, I'm trying to remember what it is, 62, and uh, Korg has been around since the 50s, like his that character and that species. Weren't they in a comic called Tales to Astonish? That's, believe, that's where they first met, oh, that wasn't, that, that wasn't where they, uh, it's not where they, I think that's where Korg's character came from. Okay. Now it is interesting. Uh, like I flash back to my LA days, uh, Jeff Goldblum. You see him at the beginning when he was first introduced. You see the Grandmaster playing piano. Goldblum actually plays in a, a jazz trio, and I've actually gotten a chance to check them out when I lived out in LA. I have heard. I mean, I mean, before, I didn't mean to cut you off, but 
from what I've heard of that, he apparently he plays like um or well he used to. I'm not sure with the whole COVID thing going on, but apparently he played like on Tuesday, Thursday nights or something. Yeah, he and had he had a regular gig. Yeah, yeah, he had a regular gig. And I I know it's not at the same bar that I used to go to, but I think it's I know he's got one right now. But I think it's he's playing at the Rock. And he just does it for shits and giggles. Yeah. He doesn't even get paid. Yeah, great, and they're they're great. I mean, if you, if you can, or the band gets played, but he doesn't. But apparently he's a really good piano player. No, he is. Like I said, yeah, I've actually seen him when I lived out in L.A. back, not you know, early '90s or sorry, mid to mid to late '90s. So yeah, I, was, I, I went out there one. I just went out. So I was like, yeah, we need to go to this bar because a few of my one of my neighbors were they were in the movie industry, so they would we would go hang out with the movie crowd. And I, I was out there as a musician, so we, we'd, we'd go out and I'd like, oh, let's go over, let's hit the Rainbow, you know, or, or you know, the, the Roxy or something. We go with hang out with the move, the music crowd. And they, that's one night they took me out to this wherever the wherever bar, and they're like, oh, you know, Jeff Goldblum plays here. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Ah, <laughs> oh, Stan. God rest your soul. This yeah. was another bold choice, by the way, because the Thor character had always been, you know, you know, identified by his long locks and his yeah. beard. And this is the first time we actually saw, you know, Thor with short hair. It was a big departure. Yeah, just I got to be honest, that was not my favorite Stan cameo. Like, like if you want Stan cameos, bottom of the pile, probably like dead last. Yeah. I love him as a grandmaster. He's so good. You know what I was going to say before I lost my train of thought as a musician and playing instruments as, you know, as you have. What is the hardest instrument to play? Like, if you want to compare piano to guitar, it's what is harder? They're apples and oranges. Okay. I mean, honestly. It's because you're you're there are two positions. I think p- piano is more of a nat- natural for the body to be in that position. Guitar, you hear a lot of guitars getting like carpal tunnel syndrome and stuff because the body, the human body is not made to have your arm bent in that at that angle. You know to play the you know the guitar on the neck. Okay, I've always anybody's always asked me and they're like, yeah, I want my kid to get into music. I always tell them go to straight to piano because from piano you can go wherever the hell you want. It, it, piano teaches you how to play you know the, the lower range instruments and the higher range instruments. I've always been curious about that because I know bass drums are basically related to like they're the rhythm section, so they play off each other. Well, the bass, but- ba- the bass, and the bass to me, and I, again, I'm saying this because I'm a bass player. I went to music school for bass guitar. Oh, I didn't know you were, you went to. I thought you went for guitar. No, no, I went to. No, I, I self taught myself guitar. Really? Yeah. No, I I, I went. For- so you learned how to play bass before you played guitar? Yeah, I played piano first, then I played a very very little guitar for like two months, and then I jumped to bass. But um, I think so. To, when you, to, I mean, obviously, I don't. I'm I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just, I'm I'm interested because you know I learned I tried to learn how to play bass for about six months and have a little bit of dexterity when it comes to that. But I never understood like you know the whole backwards. Usually it's it's guitar to bass, not bass to guitar. That's what's throwing me off. There we go. Let's sing Hulk. Yep. In all his glory. Oh yeah, World War Hulk. Here you go. Oh Where yeah. If you want to see World War Hulk, this scene is it right here. 
Like how Loki's now this, freaking this out. This comment, <laughs> this quote here, where he says, oh, it's a friend from work, that actually came from a little kid, kid. Yeah, who was visiting, who was on, uh, I think he was in, spe- uh, not Special Olympics, but um, Make a Wish. And they, he, he gave them the quote for it. Fred from work. <laughs> and the best reaction from everybody. There actually is a World War Hulk animated movie. Oh, it's great. There. Yeah, it's really good. It's really, yeah. really good. And you get everything you want, you know, in there. Yeah. I love the way how they updated, you know, Thor's little helmet. It's not actually his helmet, but, you know, still. Kind of cool. I'm not a Hot Toys collector, but there's a Hot Toy. I sound like Robert Byron Burnett. Um, there's a Hot Toy of this Hulk figure with the uh, armor on. Mm-hmm. Take a wild guess how much it costs. God, that's... It's yeah, a hot toy. Hot, hot toys are expensive. Toy. Okay. I was just going to ask, well, who was it? And you said hot toy. Uh, God, I'm yeah. probably going to think. God, I want to say like four or five hundred. Close. Really? You're about a hundred bucks short. Oh, really? Wow. So, 350. Okay. Oh, 350. Okay. Yeah. That's, a- That's like when people say, oh, well, you collect all these little like DC multiverse figures. Dude, those are 19, 25 bucks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hot toys, you would have to be like, you know. During Prime Day, I almost picked up. Uh, Batman Who Laughs and the Azrael, they had them on sale for $13, $14. Dude, have you seen the new Azrael? Yeah. That that's McFarlane one I, made? Yeah, that's, that's, no, that's the one I was talking about. The, oh, the, the red one. That's well, the, hey, that's one. guess what? Um, you know, don't buy it. Don't buy it. <laughs> don't buy it. Just saying. It does look dope, though, doesn't it? Both of them? Yeah. That's why I was like, man. Yeah, like the, the, no the price, no of, no like I was even looking at the bat, the Batman who laughs, just the, the figure. I was like, man, I'm not a big fan which, of that, but I which one? Uh, the, the the one with the uh, the axes or the, or the one that has wings? No, 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 just a standard one. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. just just standard Batman who laughs. <laughs> he tries to pull the. <laughs> he tries to block with. <laughs> hey, big guy, sun's getting low. Sun's going down. He's like, what? <laughs> Bitch, I don't swing that way. <laughs> Did they react? Or is it coming up now? <laughs> Lucky. Now you know how it feels. Oh, man. Now keep a lookout later on when we when we go through uh, Sakar's city. Look, there's a, a street on there, uh, Kirby Drive. No, mm-hmm. and a nice little lob nod to Kirby. So to uh, stop thievery on the, uh, I don't know if if. You know how they do it. They they basically mail these uh these reels to to the movie theaters and in trucks, just regular old trucks. That I, I I used to work in a warehouse, and I they were on route to a movie theater, and there was always a stack of reels in their truck. Uh, but this one, when it came out and it was shipped to, to the theaters, it was shipped under the code name of 
Creature Report. Mm. I guess to alleviate thievery. Oh. That CG's so good. Do you think they retconned this in Infinity War? A little bit? I'm sure they... I mean, because the overall thing you ba- basically you're saying here, he doesn't need the hammer. He's basically made of lightning. Well, that's but, always I mean, been the Infinity War. He had to get Stormbreaker to, you know, he just he just needs it to focus his power. Is I think okay, is really, okay. is really all it is. See, that makes sense to me. So you're saying without like an instrument to focus that power, it's more uncontrollable. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a movie where it was they they needed something to you know, hey, you don't really need that thing to do what you think you need to do. It's mm. always been inside. There's something I, I'm trying to. Remember. There's a couple of movies out there that, are, that kind of fall under that trope. I mean, this this is a standard kind of trope of you know, it's not. It's in. It's always been in you. You don't need the ring or whatever. Wasn't there? Wasn't there? Oh, oh, the, the fucking spaceballs. I mean, really, if you think about it, I lost the ring. Oh yeah, you, you know. I mean, the, the, you, it's yeah, always been it's inside. Always in you. It's basically the story. I mean, it, I know it's not originated from spaceballs, but that concept is. Is around. You know, on a side note, I don't mean to go to the uh, the podcast, but the thing you posted of the Star Wars celebration or uh, Star Wars a special with Legos. Oh yeah, that's getting a lot of traffic. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's just... I saw that post. I'm like, oh, I gotta take it's that. Like, one person was like, really? Actually, I'm looking forward to it. So here at a one hour and two minutes for uh, my fellow Gators, my fellow Stargate fans, uh, there is a little tune that you all should listen for. Uh, listen for it after Heimdall uh, protects the escaping Asgardians in a forest and leads them to the cave of safety. Listen to the instrumental theme that's heard. That's actually straight from SG-1. Um, it's the theme for the Asgardians. Oh. So, I mean, like, you want to talk about a deep cut, deep pull for Tycho. And, like you said, the 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 uh, the, the music. The music, you know, the, the musical score. I mean, it's a, it's a, that's a deep cut when I read this. I was like, what? And then I had to go back and listen to it. I was like, son of a bitch, that is the Asgardian theme. To check that out again. Now, what's the name of his character again? Carl Urban's. Oh God, I'm trying the to remember. Renegade or the inf- I forgot. I know no, he's Scourge. A, a Scourge or no, was it Scourge? Yeah, Scourge. Okay. Yeah. He's been in a few other a uh, few other things, um, and he he is known for his guns, by the way. Yeah, they, they actually show. There you go. This, yeah, this scene. When you if you listen to the score, it's 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 the Asgardian theme from. I'm, I'm trying to turn it up right now. I don't want to. Hold on one second. Hmm.
Here's another question for you. Idris Elba as Hemdell, waste of a character or not? Yeah, this is the thing right here. Um, oh, yeah. I'm just, oh, it is. Oh, sh- oh wow. I know. Yes and, yes and no, because I think you need a strong actor to give that character some weight, some weight and some okay. levity to, uh, to make him understand how important he is. Yes, a waste that I think they could have done more with him. So, okay. like I said, yes, he needed to be there. Yes, you needed that kind of levity and that, that weight of a character. But I, I, I want just like everything else, man. We always kind of want a little bit more, especially when it comes to him. Yeah, just so, wondering. Yeah. Because like whenever he's in the scene, I mean, he just he just soaks it in. It's it's yeah, scene, you know? like even in the first Thor movie. I mean, he was barely in it, but still, he just it's, made. And, and that's Heimdall in the comic books. You, you always, Heimdall is always this bigger than life type character. All right, girls, time to swoon. Ooh, look, it's Chris Hemsworth. Gotta show the Mabs. That's a weird room. Very uh, Star Wars esque. Yeah. So, guess on where this landed in the uh, in the movies for that for the year it came out in two thousand seventeen. Two thousand seventeen. Well, I know overall, this movie probably made about eight hundred worldwide and domestic. Yep. I'm going to say number eight. Close. One off. Number nine. Okay. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 was number eight. And then, of course, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming was number six. So this is the first time that uh, we have not seen a, a MCU in a while in the top five. We had... Uh, who, who are the top fives in that uh, top, top one was The Last Jedi. Uh, number two, Beauty and the Beast. Three, Fast or Fate of the Furious. Four, Despicable Me. And then uh, number five, Jumanji. Welcome to the Jungle. Oh, yeah. He's never going to get that out of his head. No, no. <laughs> and one, I cannot remember. It beat out Thor, Wonder Woman, Thor, and Guardians. A movie called Wolf Warrior 2. What? Uh, Chinese deadliest special force operators settle in a quiet life in the sea. Yeah, I never have heard of this movie, but according to uh, the I is there a Wolf Warrior one? Better be. Uh, well, I mean, uh, let's see. I don't know. Unless that's Wolf Warrior two is their their call sign, but yeah, that is actually like the the scratch my head of the top ten of that year. I tell you what, there's a movie. It's a Bollywood movie. That eventually down the road we should do. We probably need more people to do it. We should do Krish or Krish 3. What's wrong with 2? They never did it too. No, oh, okay. That's the whole thing about it. They just they did a 1 and they went straight to Krish 3. Is that like Leonard 7? Or Leonard, what, 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. Basically it is. It's weird. Like I looked up. I was like, they're Krish 2. Like, no, they went from Krish 1 to Krish 3. It's the most insane. It's kind of like Robot. From Bollywood, if you ever seen robots, like a three-hour movie, it's in, it, just insanity. 
Yeah, no, sorry. That's, that's all that's, I'll say. It's one thing I can't, I can't do. I can't do uh, the Bollywood movies. I know because they're long. They have the weird dancing scenes it's, and all that. No, but... I just, I just, I, I you. I, I'm, I'm good with. The, I'm good Chinese, Japanese. I just, I've tried to watch some of them, and I just, I okay, just can't you know, do it. you, you, one of these days, you have to watch it with the Sarge because he had never seen a Bollywood movie and he saw Robot, and. <laughs> He was drinking a couple of beers with me, and he's like, "There's an action scene where basically the guy pulls out all these guns, he's shooting all these people. Then it stops, and then it goes into literally this five-minute dancing scene. And he's like, what the hell is this?'" Yeah, no. like I said, I can I can do anything. I can do movies all over the country. Just something about the Bollywood movies. I yeah, just because can't I know I, I understand. I understand. You, yeah, we can actually. You know what? We'll never do a Bollywood movie. I take that back. Like there's a channel on my on my Roku TV. Um, it's uh, it's, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of it, but they they pretty much they do nothing but movies and television series from around the world, and I I love sitting chilling out and just watching some of those. But oh, yellow eyes, watch out! Yeah, yellow is is Azel. Sounds like a little love story he's telling. I see you, but you're so far away. (laughs) Man, talk about a good year for movies. Wow. 2017? Yeah, Yeah. I'm just looking. like Just the top 20, War of Planet of the Apes, Dunkirk, Boss Baby, Kong Island, Logan. Boss Baby was fun. I seen Boss Baby. Oh, yeah, no, I love Boss Baby. I mean, I just like it. That was a good year. Even even the... Even the ones that got shit on, the ones I still kind of liked, you know, they, they came out that year. I just the Mummy, uh, Transformers last the last night. You liked the Mummy? Yeah, I enjoyed. I enjoyed it. I don't know what you guys were thinking it was going to be, but the Mummy. I thought it was going to be more. I'm sorry. It, it, it would have been. That if, was it, one it, of those movies that I talked about. That's hey, made a real billion. It, it would have been if they let let them continue on the the story, like, but they didn't. So I kind of wish they did. I think but, if they did, it would have made more sense of it as an overall. I think um, Blumhouse is going to take over that stuff now. They'll do a better job. This is the first time you actually seen Talking Hulk, by the way. Yep, and the first time, no Lou Ferrigno. This is all voiced by Mark. That's Ruffalo. uh, yeah, Ruffalo, right? Yeah. Yep, yeah. Uh, all every time we've ever seen uh, the Hulk big screen, it's either been, it's always been Lou doing something, but this is the first time this that Lou has never done a big screen Hulk in history. Well, this is more of a speaking. Well, no, even even the last movie, he didn't speak. It was all Mark, but like the yeah, screams but... and the grunts and things, those were that was still Lou. This is where, like, even the even the the basic ones. Now you could put up with this version of Hulk, correct? This version I can. Uh, uh, but the, the professor, other one Mr. that we'll get Mr. to Fix in it. December. Yeah, I want to punch him in his mouth. <laughs> I can't wait till we oh. get to that. <laughs> it's gonna be a long day. We gotta start that one early, by the way. Yeah, man, I was not a big fan of Mister Fix It. No, I just why I just felt it just you know you you're basically throwing away um, to put it in wrestling terms you're throwing away a main event that people wanted to see and you just didn't even show yeah. us. Yeah, there's there's certain things that were okay that you you know you avoid and not do, but that that one was like no, dude, why why what's 
And the, and only, just, the only reason a Mr. Fix-It was very interesting ever in the comic books was because he was constantly flipping from Banner back to Hulk, back to Mr. Fix-It. There was this this constant battle inside of him for control. That's what was interesting about Mr. Fix-It to me, you know, when you look at the com- the whole comic books. I think that last run uh, that came out uh, two years ago was really horror-based. Great, and it, and it dealt with... Like literally, one of the books was this whole time. It was like Banner sitting in a chair, and and his different personalities come walking in and out of the, in and out of his brain, and it's it's just really like real deep stuff. And it's but that's what the Hulk is. You know, the Hulk is a multiple personality. Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. Yeah, he's scenario. basically just a heightened version of yeah. that. That's it. Yeah. You Have know, you the, read the um the newer run on Hulk that's going on right now? Uh, I haven't, yes, but yeah, I've saw yeah. some excerpts of it. I'm just interested if anybody has seen it. Yeah, well, the one like the one book I was talking about that that came out uh, a year ago. It was part of this run. Yeah, that's there's it's, an. Is, I think the run that's con- that's still going on right now is the one that you were reading that you were just explaining right now. Yeah, there's another version of the Hulk. Apparently, he's like a Devil Hulk or something, locked in a cage. You haven't seen what he looks like yet, but apparently, he's like the worst version of the Hulk. I mean, yeah, that one I haven't seen. So yeah. I'm Marvel, just Marvel's getting to it. the point where they have too many storylines going on of one character and I'm lost of which one to pick up. And I, and that's, yeah, that's, that, that's where I'm at. Right. That's why I've always been a big DC indigo, dark horse vertigo fan because, you know, they have, you know, there's an ending in sight or there's like, you know, well, there's an ending in sight in Marvel. I'm just talking about the different versions of them. And right now, I'm DC, DC's got endings. no room you to know, Marvel. DC's got no leg to stand on at this point. All right, they have too no, many versions. I, you of know what? I'm not gonna di- listen. I am not gonna. I am not gonna disagree with you. Yeah, they got not, they got too me, many I'm versions not. of the Batman out there. Too many versions of the of Superman out there. They got one story with Bendis. They got another one going on with. And it's just too many. But Brian Bendis is your favorite creator. Come he on, he's been your favorite writer. Yeah, of Superman thank God right he's now, going he? away. He's going away. So hopefully we'll get some. <laughs> Get some something going on here. He was great at the beginning, like I said. Like I've always said, he would started off big rock oh, star. Oh, the, the, the big character that he brought out from Krypton. I forgot that 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 was kind of cool. But then when he, he did what he did, he pulled it. He he's pulled like, a, hey, guess what? He pulled a JJ. He started big and ended weak. Uh, yeah, yeah, he did. Oh, are you agreeing with that? What you didn't like the Rise of Skywalker then? Uh-huh. No, I'm talking about his other stuff. Oh, I'm so, okay, okay. Thought we're getting Rise of Skywalker. No, no. Th- thought you were on board with that. Finally, nope, never was. Okay, you know we haven't done that yet. I know. Just saying. I still have the review in in, in the queue. Yep. I remember, we did do we did do a review that night. Yes, I do. I remember that. Didn't like it. Still don't. No, sir. Didn't like it. Not one bit. Never will. Hey, let's play some volleyball. <laughs> I don't know. It's just moments like that. They're just like they're very subtle. They just add some to the Thor character. Because, you know, before he's all like Mr. Mundane and brooding and But again, that's what Thor's supposed to be. So I know, but I this mean, one they, they just it, made it more fun. I enjoy this one, but I also think we should have more of the other one as well. There, he should um, he should be more balanced. You you need to be entertained all the time. I yeah, but I think you get back there in Infinity War. Yeah, he becomes the stoic. you get back he, to yeah, the badass. He, yeah, Thor he, he comes. Oh. Yeah, well, it's not it's not talking about badass. He's more stoic. Yes, you know, okay. it's it's not about it's being about, a badass. It's about being stoic and being serious. Okay. And, and see, so you put it you put a better spin on it than I would say. Thank you. Hey, look, it's the Quinjet. 
Now, did they ever discuss how the Quinjet got there? Because according to like Age of Ultron, the Quinjet yeah. crashed like in the ocean or something. No, they said they said they they lost it over the ocean. They didn't say it crashed. They said they lost it over the ocean. Okay, yeah, that's. So you think it got beamed up to Scar? Is that what happened? No, you you'll see what happened. Hulk, Hulk, I think Hulk will talk about it where you see it, it coming down and, and landing there. I but just, I'm just wondering how because he left and he was still on Earth. Yeah. He, Did he fly at the scar? Yeah. There's a, there's a scene I think where they where he shows where uh where the Hulk looks at the at the log, and you can see what happens. There you go. I think this is there. We go. That would make me stop too. Sucks when I go see that Black Widow movie this year. I don't know. The uh, Disney uh, Disney stockholders are pushing. They want it out. I don't know. Now you got your stockholders saying, "Hey, no, we want this movie out because we we need to make a profit." They're yeah. probably going to release it. I mean, after the failure of Mulan, I mean, I don't know. Well, it's I don't not, know. It, it wasn't so much a failure of Mulan. It was the pricing, and I think it was the movie itself was a little oversent, too sensitive. I think if they released it at a different price range, I think it would be more successful. I mean, that's up to the marketing people how they're going to do it. But I don't think I said they, their their stockholders are screaming right now. I mean, I don't know. They because they have a lot of movies in the queue they could release. I'm just waiting for Wonder Woman to get canceled. Did it get canceled yet? To this year? To next year? Uh, not yet. They're talking. Patty Jenkins is talking or trying to be a. And I'm, my fingers are up in quotes, folks. A Christmas gift. Um, no, that December. means no. So, well, no, she's no. trying. She's trying to push it. And again, it's all about what they do. I mean, she she's got she's got the backing of of uh, HBO Max now. HBO Max can can send it. Man, that be that that would be a really good way to launch. Well, it's a relaunch. I'm just saying, yeah. like, hey, guess what? This month, Wonder Woman eighty four. Yeah, I mean, that's. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna have subscribe now. You're gonna have. Uh, uh, Justice League, you know, movie or whatever they're going to do, five part or whatever the fuck they're talking about, you know, that's going to come out. What better way to say, hey, listen, you know, we're going to start doing this. This is how we're going to do it. Strongest Avenger. Here. It's really okay, I'm looking yeah. like, does he get caught in like a gravitational wave or it something? It looks like it's, I mean, yeah, it looks like something's happening. I love that where they put the face over the. I mean, they don't they don't say this happened? I mean, to me, I love the whole point. You know, obviously, we're not here in the in the Marvel world yet, but to throw the Hulk away, it was basically you know the the, the uh, Illuminati that put him into the ship and sent him on his way. But those those characters are you know aren't aren't here yet because you have to have you know uh, Mister Fantastic, Professor Xavier, Doctor Strange is now is there. And there was Namor was the other part of the Illuminati. If you remember that. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. So I love in the in the animated uh Planet Hulk. You you see them but you don't see them. They're all yeah, in they, shadows. They, they, they're mentioned. But you but can they, see you know, no, they're not they're not mentioned. You see them on the screen, but they're all Do you see them? I don't yeah, they're they're all in shadows and and it's and I think it's Xavier talking to talking to Banner going, We're sorry we had to do this. We made a decision. And you can see Namor, y'all. You can see the his outline, his silhouette with the pointy ears. So you know it's Namor. And you can see the pop collar for, for Doctor Strange, and of course, you know, ball head for uh, 
Professor X. Professor X, and then just the outline. You can just see the gray hairs on uh, on Mister Fantastic. So yeah, that, it's a, it's a nice, cool, like little nod. Like, hey, you know what? Yeah, we we're, we're sorry. We have to do this to you. And if you want to make that Fantastic Four movie, make sure that Mister Fantastic is an older gentleman. Right now, I, th- I think I think no, I think the best bet for them right now, and, and it's it's everybody's fan favorite right now is John Krasinski. He's uh, he's, yeah, he's in not? his he's in his mid thirties, and I think he would he do, he would do it great. I think he can play serious, but he's got a bit of humor. If you want to, if you need to throw in some humor, and you need a little bit, you know, some at least a sarcastic side of it. But he's also got the look. I mean, if anybody has seen yeah, him with yeah, a beard, he does. And get his wife to be uh, Sue Storm. So. Make it a family affair. Bring back Michael B. Jordan for the, I don't know for the fuck of it. <laughs> no, he's <laughs> producing Static. So, exactly, yeah. which hey, <laughs> that's something. If he's gonna attach his name to something I'm doing with Static, that's cool. Yeah. Finally, bring him light. Well, there's been talk on the last um, DC fandom. There was huge talk with uh, the. Uh, the Dakota verse milestone comics coming back. They, this, uh, I think about a month ago, they started reprinting and uh, sending out reprints of the original runs of all the, uh, milestone comics. And then in January, they're going to start filming or start out releasing new books from the original authors and artists, which I've been begging for that forever. I mean, you want to talk about, you want to talk about diversity that's already there. Yeah. This is awesome scene. This is a great shot. Oh, there's a where is this? I saw something on here where they were talking about how they shot this and like everything that went into it, like the speed they were filming it at. You know, there's always been talks of a, a God of War movie. I mean, if you've, I mean you've, you've played it or seen the game. It's been out for a while. Oh, yeah. I would love Taika to direct a God of War movie. I don't know if he would fit for that. I think he would. I think he would. But God of War isn't... I mean, it depends Flashy. where you're going to go. If you're going to start yeah. with the old school ones, then yeah, you might want well, somebody different. But if you want, want yeah. if you want to go where it started two years ago, you could do it. Well, if you're going to tell a story, you want to start from the beginning. I mean, it's especially for your for your hardcore fans. You know, not too many people know about those games, the older games. They they know about the the newer one. Yeah, which is crazy to me. I won a game of the year, and like uh, I had a friend of mine at work. He's like, you know, I bought this God of War game. It's so good. I'm like, oh, what the the uh, the first one where he fights the Olympians? Like, no, 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 he fights this one Norse guy. I'm like, oh, you, you got the new one on PS4. He's like, there's a, there's more. I'm like, dude, there's like five. Well, I don't know how PS4 is, but on the on the Xbox uh, uh, store, you can play the old ones. For free, See, if you're, we if don't, you're on like the PlayStation Store got replaced or something today, like uh, in the update, so it's not on there anymore. Uh, yeah, well, I know. I know I, with I, Xbox, yeah, you can. That's the main reason why I, I went with them in the in their past. I mean, you can uh, you can play old fucking. Game. I'm playing a I'm playing a Star Trek Online from like 2000 and fucking 10, I think. And they just they just dropped uh, No uh, No Man's Sky, a re reissue on that. I don't know if you ever played that. It's like a survival, no, it's like it. a survival space game. I've been playing that today. I was 
That was fun. I'm so proud of you. We're a gamer now, or again. Again, yeah. No, my you gonna my get a headset my, soon? Start gaming online? I not really. I don't know. Most of the games I enjoy. I think you should. I think it's fun. I mean, the only game I well, I'm probably gonna get Squadron here uh, next week, and then um, maybe I might. I really want to try one of the Call of Duty games. Maybe then I'll uh, do it. I just bought one of the Call of Duty games today. The latest one, Modern Warfare. Oh yeah. Yeah, so I'm just like, you know. It's just the price. Just like, I'm like, man, I don't know if I want to pay that much. <laughs> I paid 30 bucks for it oh, today. Oh, that's not bad. Okay, yeah, so I got it got unused. Get, oh, okay. I, mean, I might have yeah. to do that. I might have to. Yeah, look around. There, the there's stop. some used copies around. Yeah, I'll so. have to. I just want to play because I want to just play friends online. Not that I'm any good. Yeah, speaking of the the God of War, a nice little Stargate reference there, The Voice. Yeah. Christopher Judd. Christopher Judd, Mr. Teal from yeah, uh, and actually it's funny is Teal's, Teal's usually one of my gamer names on um on a lot of games I'll play if I start something new, and it's funny I rediscovered my old uh, gamer tag from uh from Xbox I completely forgot what it was. Oh God, I'm almost afraid to ask. My Boomstick seventy four. Had to had to do a do an Evil Dead reference there. It's a biohazard kind of mention right there. Or not. Oh, well, when he had the armor on. Even the scene she had in Infinity, Infinity, um, no, Endgame. She was in Endgame. It was good. Which scene? Uh, the talking the girl power scene or the? No, when they're actually re- trying to recruit Hulk. Or uh, oh, uh, Thor. oh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, where she's the uh, the head of the. Uh, head yeah, of she's the like, yeah, he won't see you. He's been, well, he only comes down for supplies to like the empty beer b- barrels and shit. Can you tell when I get to those movies, we're going to be excited? It's going to be fun. That'll be the two for a month. That'll be December. It's got to be hard to remake a movie midway through a, well... They're going to make a fourth one. I think Tyke is doing that one as well. Well, he is. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. He's already been signed up for that. To recreate a franchise like you. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Yeah. I just beat the crap out of you one time. That's how I remember you. I'm going to mention his name again. If you guys have never picked up a Kirby comic, you know, when he did basically did his, you know, art direction, all that stuff, stuff in the background, the panels and everything straight from a Kirby comic book. Straight Kirbyisms, as they would say. 
So here's a little uh, little knowledge base. Um, Jeff Goldblum was actually previously considered for the role of uh, Dr. Bruce Banner in The Hulk in 2003. Really? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not, not now, but mm-hmm. to that, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. I mean, if you wanted the... I think it would have been a, a cool version of it. I mean, a really, really eclectic version. Yeah. Now like, I'm um, now I'm glad this did not happen. Charlize Theron was considered for the role of Hela. I just Blanchett is just chewing up scenery here. This, and she didn't even want to do this. The only reason she did it was again, like the same reason Anthony Hopkins ended up doing the roles. His kids. They yeah, all, they, his, they, his, yeah, his grandkids or something. Yeah, I his think. grandkids and her and her son was a huge fan, and his her son's like, no, if you do this, you're gonna like it's gonna help you revitalize your career, and it did in a way. I mean, she's I, mean, I don't I never saw her as one that was like down on her career. No, she's always been like steady. Yeah, it's, it's, to me, it's not what she's not one of those ones that says, oh, I'm gonna see her all the time, and no, it's. I love that lady. <laughs> she's. A... What do you think about the Atomic Blonde? Did you like that? Or is it more like female wick to you? It was... I don't know. I, it, again, I, that's my sore subject. Something, we, something I bring it up all the time. about that movie. It's... I mean, it was okay. It's I, Here's it, the thing. I love the soundtrack, but the movie's like... Hmm. Now there's there's another movie that came out in that vein called Anna, which I liked a lot. I thought Anna was a lot done was done done a lot better. This girl right here next to the Grant War, Jeff Goldblum, yeah, has been in tons of stuff with Taika Waititi. She was in uh, What We Do in Shadows, the movie, and I think she's in the series as well. I believe so. Yeah. And if you guys have never seen what we do in shadows, awesome. watch the movie first, then the series. Not werewolves, swearwolves. These guns remind me of the Predator for some reason. I think of uh, Jesse Ventura picking up those double barrel guns. So the one thing they kind of did is they kind of elaborated on the relationship between. I mean, they've always had that relationship in both movies, but it was more antagonistic. On this one, they're you know a little bit more seasoned, you know. And it's more Loki, hey, you know what? I messed up. And Thor's like, look, you know, you're my brother and all that stuff. You messed up. And I would have always been there for you. But you know what? You never talked to me. And, you know, I don't give a shit anymore. Like, basically, the first two movies, he's defended him. But this one, he's basically, you know what? I don't care. Screw it. And, and Loki's like, okay, fine. 
that's the growth you see in three films between two central characters. The antagonist in the first movie, the second one, probably the second antagonist, third one, he's kind of like a mid, kind of like a supporting character. That's why I'm so excited to see what they're going to do with this Loki series. So many things they can go with right now. <laughs> what does that Grandmaster ship look like Mothra for some reason? Does it? It does. It looks like Mothra. It looks like a ship version of Mothra. This is great. He's like, yeah, you know, you fooled me all this time, but not this time. Yeah, gotcha. No, it doesn't. You don't think so? It's a circle. But I'm just saying, like, the color-wise and all that, it looks like Mothra. I thought Mothra was just gray. No, Mothra wasn't gray. Hmm. Only in midnight movies can we bring up Mothra in a conversation about Thor Ragnarok involving a spaceship. No, no, what I was saying before is basically I love the, the relationship between Thor and Loki, how, how it's built up over three movies. Like in the first movie, he's the antagonist. Second movie, he's kind of like the second antagonist. Third movie, he's kind of like, you know, supporting player, but still, you know, there was a scene in the elevator where they're basically talking like, hey, you know what, you know, my brother and I love you, but still, you know, I know you're evil. You're the god of tricksters and, you know, I don't give a shit no more, basically <laughs> saying. You're going to do you, I'm going to do me. Yeah, I mean that's again it's another trope. You you're your your adversaries back and forth for the first couple and then then you have to team up for a a, a common villain. You can almost, you know, put that into um Batman v Superman, you know, that's kind of how it was. They 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 were adversaries through most of it and then you know, what? hey, we have to team up and be buddies now. Yeah, but this relationship was built up after three movies, that one was built, you know, after what, 40 minutes? Yes and no. I mean, me as a comic book reader, I went in with that story already in my head. So to me, it's been over 50 years. I did as well. That's that's the basically the thing. Ugh, did I just have a. Sorry. It's easy for oh, you to tongue, say, huh? Tell him. No. Tongue twister. Sorry, guys. There's no weapons on this. Oh, my God. It looks like Mothra. Come on. Don't see it. I'm, you, 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 are you? Did, you know I, what? I, I am not going to say a word. Did I stutter? Uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm, you're the one stuttering, not me. <laughs> I had a tongue twister, sir. I wasn't stuttering. So this is an interesting bit of trivia. I, I kind of thought about it beforehand, but I didn't realize how much this was. This cast includes four Oscar winners. Kate Blanchett, 
Sir Anthony Hopkins, Matt Damon, and Taika Waititi, and three Oscar nominees in Benedict Cumberbatch, Jeff Goldblum, and Mark Ruffalo. In addition, with four winners, this movie breaks the record from Spider-Man Homecoming as having the most Oscar winners featured in a Marvel Cinematic movie. <laughs> so it is chock full of uh, Oscar goodness. I'm trying to think of the ones in Spider-Man Homecoming now. The Oscar-nominated actors? Uh, it says Oscar winners. Let's see. With a, well, you got to think. You got Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei. Um, uh, Robert Downey, I think, has one, doesn't he? No, Sam Jackson all, doesn't have one. Jake, Jen- no, well, Jake had, doesn't have Mike, one. You got Keaton. Well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm thinking for Far From Home. Homecoming has yeah, home. Marissa Tomei. Yeah, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. I don't think Michael Keaton won an Oscar, though. Uh, nominee, probably. No, I don't think he did. Gwyneth Paltrow? Gwyneth Paltrow, I think she did. Danny, uh, Don, uh, Donald Glover? I said, I mean, you got to... Mm. You look at the list that they got, and then, like I said, it, it's almost as many. Hmm. I think it's Oscar nominated. Shut up. No way. That would be cool. Uh, I'm sorry. I I popped into the homecoming and I saw one of their little trivia nuggets, and I was like, "What? Gary Oldman was considered for the role of the Vulture for Homecoming? Really? That would have been mm. ridiculous." <laughs> Gary Oldman. Mm, you know what? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You've been awesome. Scary Ullman. He's awesome in everything. What do you have? I mean, yes, he is. The professional. So, so, so I was saying, what, what are you thinking about? It's Gary Ullman. Yeah, no, I know. I don't know why I stuttered. <laughs> What's the pause? <laughs> I know. I don't know why. I'm sorry. Actually, that wouldn't be a bad version. I'm thinking about it now, huh? Yeah, I'm just thinking about <laughs> it now. Like, knowing him, he probably shave his head too. Look like the old school vulture. Oh yeah. I love that shot. Might seem like a nothing shot right here, but her with Fenris in the background. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, I was just looking at that. Just so cool. Actually, when I got my dog, I was thinking about naming him that. But he's, he's just so lovable, I couldn't name him Fenris. Fenris the ankle biter? Oh, you remember him now. Oh, I remember the little fucker. I mean, this, the, 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 <laughs> by the way, they want you to come back. You and the wife. Ah, okay. <laughs> For dinner. I'll talk to her. No, no, no. Seriously, they do. They do. They're like, how is the married couple doing? I'm like, they're fine. Uh, next, if if I do come over, I'll make sure I'm gonna wear a shirt that says "I'm with the ball and chain." Oh my God, you should! <laughs> you all, please do, please do.
Amazing shot. I think, hmm, I think Bruce is wearing the Duran Duran shirt from Rio. Mm -hmm. Yes, he is. He had to, he had to, uh, he had to break into uh, Tony's wardrobe. Her name is Rio. In fact, I think there, I'm trying to remember what movie I think, what we, I I think we saw one where Tony was wearing that. Hmm. I know he was wearing a Black Sabbath one. Well, of course. You know, seeing the Hella character in the comics, you know, with the giant headdress and then watching it on live action, it's kind of surreal to me. It's kind of like one of those moments when you watch. I would compare it to watching, you know, Superman on screen for the first time. You know, you didn't, you know, when you could believe a man could fly. I was like, what? And then when you watch Batman 89, like, oh, it's kind of like one of those moments. Kind of the same thing with Hella. Like, you never thought you were going to see Hella live action but here you are because he's one of those characters you never thought well even thor as well hell the whole mcu you never thought you'd see any of these characters nothing sexual about that position oh no Now, there's a little foreshadowing coming up here. When uh, Thor uh, sees the ruins of the uh, palace ceiling painting, mm-hmm. and there's a crack running through his portrait in the right eye. It's a bit of yeah, foreshadowing. Yeah, to... yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know where you're at, but I, I, I just passed that part. I think I'm a little bit ahead of you. It's okay. What time you got? I got one forty thirty seven. 140. Oh, no, I'm ahead of you, actually. Oh, okay. Oh, he's okay. It passed. We're good. We're good. We're good. Just going to pause a second. This is a cool scene. Where is he sitting on the throne? I don't know how we got, she got there that quickly, by the way. Did she fly? Or else, yeah. I mean, she she's been on Asgard, so it's not like. It's amazing, Kate Blanchett. Claire, again, I'm with the tongue twisters. I'm sorry, Kate Blanchett. After all these years, she still looks good. I know it's makeup and stuff like that, but still. When I heard she was going to be hella, I was like, yep, I'm on board. 
Well, you got to realize, I mean, this is three years ago. That was she's only forty-eight. I mean, she's not that much older than us. What? Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. She's Hold only on. fifty. She's forty-eight. No, no. When this movie was made, she was forty-eight. Oh, more. She's she's, okay. she's fifty-one now. She still looks good though. So, but I'm still saying. I mean, it's not like. Yeah, know, I'm not saying yeah. she's old looking. We're not. I'm 46. When she made this, she's two years I'm older than me. I'm the same age as you. Yeah. So, I'm not saying we're all. I'm just saying she looks good for. She's taking care of herself. That's all. Yes, and that's. Actually, the Sarge said that you looked old, you're a lot younger. It's all those virgins. Got to be. Healthy diet of that. <laughs> there's any one person who would it would be you I think this is the first time that the rainbow bridge has actually been a character in a movie like it has been but it hasn't like you saw in the first Thor movie in the last act second movie you saw it a little bit but this one it's actually well, part of the final act What does Fenris look like in the Nook? The Lost Boys a little bit. Oh my god, I can't believe I remember that name. The Nook. I would win a trivia contest right now. <laughs> Who's this dude? Terrible extra. Lost an eye. CG on Fenris is amazing. Yeah, it's pretty good. 
It's really, it's really good. I mean, like that could look so stupid. Big giant wolf. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it looks good. Like I said, it's just some of it's a little off. You, wh which parts? I just, there's something. I mean, it looks CG. Yeah, that's just. I don't know. I mean, I mean, there's some parts of that looks really real. Like there's like when the fur kind of floats a little bit, you know, like the gentle touch or something when he's when she's petting it. I think in the beginning. Well, hair's always been the the big, the big. That's bang. the big thing in eyes. Hair and eyes is a big thing. Like I've been playing um, the Jedi Fallen Order, and that hair just annoys the living shit out of me. You gotta help me in some parts, by the way. I'm <laughs> stuck on a planet. It's like like the, no, really, I'm, I'm it's, stuck. It's, it's not the room with the big balls, is it? No, no, yeah. I haven't gotten there yet. Oh shit! Oh, oh, you're ahead of me now. Yeah. Of course, Loki, and is all his glory. Again, one of those one of those epic scenes that you could see straight out of a book, you know, yeah. panel for panel. You know, Loki, Korg, and, and and Hulk fighting side by side. Just amazing to see it. I think the best thing we've always said about any of these movies, you know, DC, Marvel, whatever, has been like, you know, and I think we both agree, it's basically like our childhood, what we read coming to life. And it's something we thought we would never see. Never. Because you're a wizard, you were a wizard comic book collector like I was, or oh, yeah. comic book magazine collector. And we always hold like these theories like, oh, they're going to cast this guy and this guy. Wouldn't it be fun? And now we're actually getting this. Amazing. It's funny, like when you talk about that. Um, so Peter Wolf was one of a, was a, the Hulk writer back in the nineties, and they the uh, wizard asked him, "Who do you see playing Bruce or the Hulk?" And it was actually Stephen Brennan, the guy that directed the first Thor movie. That's who he could see. You want to hear another weird tie-in? They were actually doing a casting of Wizard, in, and if you collected, you probably remember, they were doing the, the Dark Knight Returns casting. Like, who would you cast as old Bruce Wayne? And it was Peter Weller. Nice. Who actually became the voice. Yeah. Actually did a great job, by the way. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, amazing job. Yeah, if anybody gets a chance, if you're ever at any con, when the conventions start coming back and Peter's out there, Oh. Go see him. From I, what I've heard, I mean, you told me amazing, amazing, amazing. Like, is he, isn't he like a history theatrical teacher or literature? Uh, he's, teacher? A, he's, a, he's a professor. Yeah, he's a professor right now. Oh, I love the the bodies just piling up as he's got. Oh jumping. man, that's, that's that's right there. That's right out of the books as well. But you know, he he's a he's a professor right now. But he'll go out and do certain things. He'll go to the conventions. Um, but it's it's real interesting to hear him talk about. Um, his theory behind like the RoboCop and how you know he he looks at it oh, as a as a re retelling a of, of, of like Jesus. I mean, there's just like some of the stuff he talks about, and then there's some some other things that he just hates. People compare this stuff to 
Mortal Kombat Lord Raiden, I was like, no, Raiden never did this in the films. This is what Raiden should have been. This is the God of Thunder. Sorry. You mean the Lord? You have the epic intro, the Valkyrie. Come on. What is not to like about this? The Hulk fighting a wolf in the water. This is a canegasm right now. Can I coin that? Canegasm. Sure. Okay. Get t-shirts made and everything. Soon. Soon. Yeah, I have other t-shirts I have to make first. Oh, it's gonna hurt. That wolf is biting out on him. Nope, there he goes. I don't think the wolf is dead, though. I don't think we see him again. No, you don't. There we go. She brought draws all the power from Asgard. So what are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. Yep, you know what to do, Loki. Come on. Another good shot with basically Thor missing his eye. Straight from the comics, too, when he becomes King Thor. I've read a couple comics. Of Thor, so yeah, the new Danny, uh, Danny Katz run for Thor is really fucking good. Is that when he's old man Thor, the king of Asgard, or is no? He's... It's when he's he I mean, he's older, um, but he's he is king king of you know Asgard. Uh, so Odin's the, not around. Then. Yeah, Odin's not around. Asgard's actually been destroyed. He's living. He's his throne is the Tree of Life. Like he carved oh, a throne. Uh, the, the... Yugaseal or yeah. something? Yugaseal, I think it's called. Yeah, and if anybody's been reading the Marvel series, it's about the time um, he and uh, Galactus form a partnership because there's a former... Somebody's coming after Galactus and and uh, and Thor's trying to help him out. So he be- Who's coming after Galactus? I didn't finish the, the series. It was right before, um, right before COVID. <laughs> I, could, I actually have to... Who the hell's coming out of your car? Well, that's the, that's the one that that's the one story I've been talking about. And actually, I posted something today on Facebook. Um, 
No, I saw something. I no, like, it wasn't on our hmm. page. It was on. It was on another page. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. Somebody was. I forget. I think it was on the um, post singularity or something like that. Somebody was talking about uh, DC Marvel possibly doing a crossover, and I, I was like, "Well, they've been planning this for a year now." Because if you look in the in the Thor, the Danny Katz Thor, I think it's second or third issue, they talk about a world where there are different gods of speed, of light, of strength, and you see the Flash streak go by, you see a green streak go by, and you see a blue and red streak go by. Oh. And it's hinting to that DC comics. It's literally, D- it's Superman, Flash, and Green Lantern, all right? Mm. <laughs> but you don't see them, you just see their streaks. And we the all know, And we, streaks, all know yeah. what, we all know what the Flash streak looks like. And the same thing happened in um, the, the uh, Watchmen series, the crossover with Watchmen. They made comments in there that you know th- uh, that Superman has to still face one of his greatest uh, of, of um, enemies, a green behemoth, in Hulk. So yeah, there's been hints in the last year of a crossover happening. I did, yeah. That was the last issue of a uh, of uh, not watch. What I was gonna say, watch clock. <laughs> Thank you, Doomsday Clock. I can't remember Doomsday the name clock. of it. Doomsday Clock. I say watch clock. That works. Doomsday clock. Yeah. But yeah, no, check out that. The, because uh, I wasn't not enthralled with the first 11. I think I told you. I was like, yeah. But, but then I he just, told me the last issue. It was like, dude, what? Read it. It's funny because I bought it and I have not read it yet. I mean, the last issue is not that great, but those little hints. And then, like, and like I said, I just happened to be. I just happened to pick up that Thor series. I haven't read a Thor series in years. And I just happened to pick up that one where they showed the, the, the streaks. I'm like. Oh, oh, wait, I just read, read a comic book over here from D.C. about that. Oh, my. So good. Again. You're not going to give us Ragnarok, but you're going to give us the end of Ragnarok. No, we didn't get we didn't get Ragnarok. We didn't get Planet Hulk, but we got a mixture. And you got what you'd like. You literally, what he did, and that's literally from the comics as well. He took the sword and stabbed the planet to destroy it, which you'll see momentarily. Oh, Hulk. I think everybody thought we were going to get that fight. I was like, eh, no, you're not. You got a little bit of it. I just get the hell out of here. Literally, she tries to fight them all, but it's not going to happen. There we go, because of every literally stolen panel. I don't know who wrote it, but it's when he stabs Asgard, boom, done. Destroys everything. That was his destiny, and boom, see ya. 
kind of surreal. See your home planet being destroyed like that. Look at that. Who's that dude with the weird helmet on? See the guy? The Conehead? You, you, know, you know Conehead. Right? What the hell? That's an ugly Conehead. He's your cook. That, that's how he filters things out. It's a little strainer he carries with him. You got Goodbye, a hole in your um, fucking head. Fix that. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Come on. Get some cortisone or something. Ouch, brother. Come on, man. Romulan ale. Good stuff. Kind of makes it heartbreaking the next time you see these two guys together. Yep, that's the whole point they of just made up. They're yep. like, yeah, you know what? We're cool. That's the whole point of that that scene in, in yeah. Infinity Wars is that, that 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 ripping out. You're like, really? After three movies, you built them up like, all right, finally they've come to a place. There's Mothra. That ship still happens to have like a weird throne. It, it's it is in the, the middle of a ship like that. Yeah, it's the Grand Masters. Where, where else would you put it? Uh, such a cool shot. Sadly, it's the only time you'll see this shot. Because you will never see it again. To quote Chris Jericho, again. You're right. It just makes the whole thing in Infinity War so. Ugh. It's going to be a fun month, December. Oh, yeah. Now, here's a little trivia. I didn't see this and I didn't catch it, and I'm pretty sure you didn't, but uh, Valkyrie's name, Scrapper 142. Mm. Do you know that's a reference? This is a deep cut. You want to talk about some crazy deep cut? Uh, because Valkyrie's first main appearance was in the comic books for Incredible Hulk issue 142. Scrapper 142. Yeah. Oh, oh, That is. Yeah, that was something I just came across. I was just finishing up like some of my little, little nuggets I just got, found. And I'm like, wait a second. That wow. I, did, I didn't even know that. They're Jack Kirby. Based by Jack Kirby. That's right. Give Kirby his rights, folks. Yes, Stan Kirby's... is the man, but there, are other there are hands. others. <laughs> I do, I do, I do love, uh, do love some uh, myself some Stan, but Jack Kirby, Alan Moore. There's a ton of others too. Yeah, Scott Snyder's new run is pretty good. Well, Big Papa Pump's back. 
That's Scott Steiner. You Scott should, Snyder. You should, sorry, that sound, <laughs> sound like you said Steiner to me. So <laughs> no. <laughs> Animals. I want to. I want to see a Scott Steiner comic. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the? Um, What'll be called the, the genetic promo- jackhammer. No. <laughs> no. There's a Scott Steiner uh, promo where he's talking about math. Incredible. Look it up. I think I've seen it actually. I I think I, I sent it to you. It's just it's gold. I might have to look it up. I love these little vignette things they have at the ending, though. With Mark Ruffalo. And Anthony Hopkins. Fade away. There's still more stuff to come, guys. I think there's just a mid. I don't think there's an end. Uh, There is, but it doesn't really count. We'll, We'll end it after this one. This is what really counts. That's what I was saying. I think this is the only one that I can remember because it's there's the, one it's other the one with one. the Grandmaster, but it's is there? Yeah, there is. Hmm. Everything's looking up. Yeah, everything's gonna just going just fine, and then everything's looking Millhouse, and then look what happens. Oh boy! Oh, what is that? Oh boy! Look at that behemoth. Yep. That is the Black Aster. Good lord, that's a huge ship. <laughs> You're screwed. And we're done. That is Thor Ragnarok. That is movie 10, part of our The Infinity series. Actually, watching again, still fun. I mean, I think during the movie, didn't say too much because i love this movie just it's so fun it's so joyous it's just like so many cool things it, it turns the thor series into a different thing like the first two movies like we just said at the beginning very mundane very dark cast and like the, you know there were the v thou's i mean not so many of those but still this one was more it had those but then you go in a different direction and you go something that's completely different and you can keep this thor character he can keep on going with the new direction that taika has actually directed and uh I can't wait for Love and Thunder. Not too happy about the Jane Foster thing, but hey, you know, you just got a deal. And next next week or next month is Infinity War. No. Yes. No. Yes. Is it Infinity War? I'm looking or at the it, list I right now. Man of the Wasp. Nope. Nope. We have wait, a, it's a. Wait, we have, we have a little. We, yeah, we have a little palate cleaner or cleanser. Oh, and that's then, right. Man of the Wasp was, That's right. Yep. I'm looking at the list right now, so that's why I'm saying okay. it. You're right, you're right. I, th- I thought we were doing back-to-back, so. No, you're not. No, because there's a little palate cleanser in there, because that does, that changes up a little bit. That gives us a lead-in into, because of what happens there in, you know, during Ant-Man and Wasp. That's right. I forgot about that. I have the list right here. I'm looking at it. Like, okay, you're right. Yeah. Infinity Wars next month. I th- I'm trying to, we'll probably do a Thanksgiving weekend, I'm thinking. Probably the best time to do it. I could be wrong. Could be doing it earlier, maybe later. Got a busy month. But yeah, oh, Infinity War. Oh yeah, that's right. I remember this now. What? 
the the the, the end credit. Now I'm looking. Did you finally see it? Yeah, I'm probably fast forward it. It's like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, see, it. it's just a grand. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's a nothing scene. It's just like, oh yeah, the grandmaster's there. Cool. Yeah, we could have gone. Fine, there. cool. Could have done. One I don't care. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, that is like I said. I, I I have fun. I always like that movie. It's one of those ones I can rewatch and rewatch, and you know. It's, it's never boring. No. You can always find some new things in there, good nuggets, and you know it's fun. If you've never, if if you hated the first two Thor movies, you'd actually like this one. I think I would recommend this above anything else. And I mean, it's further introduction into you know Thanos, obviously leading into the very next movie we're going to do, um, and then also you know it was the second movie that introduced and dealt primarily with the galactic world that you know we're getting ready to step our toes in very quickly. Yeah, literally, like literally after the first end credit scene, you, you guess what's coming? Yep, the thing they've been building for the for the for ten years, and trust me, next month there's going to be a lot of gushing. Like, yeah, that's all I'll say. But um, guys, as always, thank you for joining us for this Infinity Saga series, Mike. Make sure you guys do uh, check us out. I really don't have much to talk about anymore because we don't have our uh, we don't have our website anymore. I, I, we we put a kill on that. Uh, but uh, to make sure you guys do check us out on uh, at our Sexter uh, podcast, Here's Asylum, uh, which that's been a this couple this past month has been a hit or miss on that. But we're going to get back to doing it normal again. And uh, make sure to check out streamerslinks.com forward slash Here's Asylum. And there you can find all of our links to our to our Facebook page, Twitter, everything that Kane's going to tell you about. Twitter at the Heroes Asylum underscore podcast and Instagram at the Heroes Asylum. Check us out there, guys. We appreciate the likes and shares. And as always, from Mike to me to you guys, get to the asylum. Get to the asylum.